I want to introduce to you someone here this morning, uh, Dr. John Feeder. Some of you know Doc, who here is with us. He's a partner here at Rogers Park, a Park Community Church. Uh, he wears a lot of hats these days. Uh, he's wearing his shirt. He's spearheading Chicago Land United in prayer, which, by the way, here's a plug for tonight. We're going to celebrate our 40 Days of Jesus Summer Celebration, which is going to be at the Metropolitan Missionary Baptist Church, 2151 West Washington by the United Center from 6 to 8 o'clock uh, this evening. Uh, hundreds of churches all across Chicagoland, as you know, participated in these 40 days of presence. And so we're going to go and share testimonies. We're going to do some worship. And just we're going to have a great time together as a family, as a, the broader body of Christ all across Chicagoland. So 6 to 8, to 8 tonight, I want to remind you of that. Not only is Doc a part of Chicagoland United in Prayer, but he also has his ministry, Heart for the City, which he's been leading for seven years or so after he was, uh, did some prophet at the, the Moody Theological Seminary and Bible Institute, um, who Doc has been a mentor to me for the last 12 years ever since I've been in the city. It's been a privilege to know him. He's much like a spiritual father to me. But also that you may know as well that he's also the director of city engagement for Park Community Church as well. So Doc's kind of our presence all across the city and building relationships, building bridges in order to do gospel ministry together. So I just want to introduce to you Doc. And so can we give him a hearty hand? And also... Pastor's been doing some work already, man. His shirt is all sweaty. Yeah. Wow. He's been doing some shepherding. All it doesn't day. take much. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's a privilege. Jay, thank you for the opportunity to spend a few minutes in the Word together. I feel like we already had a little mini message, didn't we, guys, out of Psalm 116. So won't belabor that. I feel like God's been tugging on our hearts already. When Jay asked me about a week and a half ago, Doc, would you be, um, you know, with us this morning and... Uh, kind of, you know, wrapping up the 40 days and tonight with the city celebration, as you mentioned. I thought, you know, God, what would be a word that would be encouraging to, to us? And, um, you know, the hallmark of these 40 days, um, it's been my privilege to kind of get a bird's eye view, not only up north, but west side, south side. Certainly prayer has been an integral part of that. Uh, the ministry of the Word of God has been beautifully present, too. On the streets, a lot of you guys are out with reverse sports along the L stops. Um, conversations that have been woven into the fabric of many places. There's been a 24-7 called Firebase thing. Uh, you're gonna, if you can come to the celebration tonight, you'll hear about that in Inglewood. I mean, all day for an entire week. Prayer, ministry of the word, it's been beautiful. Community, I believe, has been something that has been uh, more deeply, intentionally discovered. Uh, even as we just mentioned the men's breakfast in a couple weeks um, at Philadelphia Church. How cool is that? But you know, guys, the blueprint for this stuff, you know where I'm going probably now. This was the early church. It was in their DNA, wasn't it? I mean, it was really the model. And so I, I'm thinking of Acts 2, verse 42, where the church was committed to the ministry of the word, to prayer, to fellowship or community, and to what we will celebrate after I finished, Jay will be up here to lead communion. <clears throat> but there's a phrase in that verse, Acts 2.42, that says they were continually devoted to those things. Continually devoted. This kind of wraps up the 40-day thing. What does it mean for us to those core values, prayer, word of God, selfless community, 
What does it mean to continue now into the fall calendar? You know, a devoted church is what I want to encourage you with is, is a collective of devoted people, right? So I want to think with you for a few minutes on those thoughts, but let me put it into context. So last week I was sitting there and, and Brother Lee was wrapping up what was not an, an easy journey through the book of Judges, right? Wow. Um, other than <laughs> Gideon and Deborah flash moment with Samson, it was kind of an underwhelming performance, right? But as I was sitting there, just big old Bible in my lap here and flipping through, you know, the last verse of Judges, people did that was right in their own eyes. It, it's kind of a, uh, a, a depressing ending, isn't it? And Lee, you, you mentioned a phrase that I literally wrote in my Bible, fake faith versus sold out or a selfless lifestyle. And it's that selfless, sold out kind of thing that I, I began in my mind's eye to flip back through the book of Judges. You kind of know where I'm going with this now because the very first chapter of Judges is kind of this handoff, isn't it? From Joshua, chapter 1 of Judges. After the death of Joshua, there was this kind of leadership crisis. So, and when you turn a page back into Joshua, chapter 24, the hallmark of his life was what? Verse 15, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? Parenting sessions are going to start. I, I think a lot of us probably have those little plaques somewhere in our apartment or our house, don't we? As for me and my house, we will. Joshua was wholly devoted, all right? Who was his comrade that we often think about, right? Caleb, right? The dynamic duo. You flip back through pages to Joshua chapter 14. Here's this phrase used of Caleb. He followed the Lord fully. Twice it says, I followed the Lord my God. That word fully is that same imagery of devoted, if you will, of committed, loyal. It's the, the sold-out ideology that is the heart cry of God for every generation. Where do we see that? 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. Another quite familiar verse that often uh, we have referenced in themes like this. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro over the whole earth that he may strongly support or act on behalf of those that are fully devoted to him. So that phrase of devotion, sold out, loyal, committed, all in. That is God's longing for us here at RP. That is his desire. As Jay mentioned, there's the, the, the beauty of this 40-day thing has been I, the, the breathtaking taste of watching the body of Christ come together in concerted prayer, community, ministry of the word. It's been breathtaking. I don't think in the 25 years I've been in Chicago, I've never seen anything like it. And, and now, like, okay, God, how do we steward that? What does it mean for us as Christ followers to lean in and thank you for the way that you all have done that? I mean that sincerely. Thank you for taking that to heart. But now the fall calendar turns. What does it mean to be fully devoted? Part of why (laughs) this big old Bible of mine is overflowing at the seams and duct taped together is because I have crammed stuff into it for a long time that has been kind of God's way of of um, schooling me on stuff. So here's a little booklet called Devotions or Devotion. You can't really see it, but 
Charles Finney, if you looked at his eyes, they're so penetrating, you kind of want to turn it over. It's too convicting, man. This dude lived in the 1700s. He was serious. Think about this. What true devotion to God is not simply reading the Bible or praying or going to church. Oh, man, it's kind of what we do, right? Devotion is the state of the heart in which our entire life is a continual offering to God. Next phrase, the state of the will in which the mind is swallowed up in God as the object of our supreme affection. Attention is diverted from self and self-seeking and is directed entirely to God, wholly devoted to Him. Let's go to Acts 2 because I want you to see a little bit of what that devotion, if you will, looked like in the early church. And I believe ultimately that a devoted church made up of devoted people reflects criteria that are anchored in prayer like we've been doing, expressed through the scriptures, and woven into the fabric of our community together, which is hallmarked by selflessness. And then the big idea that we see in here is continual. Don't quit. Keep on. Don't stop persevere, persist. So let me pray and we'll spend the next 15 minutes or so unpacking a little bit out of these themes. Father, better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. And so, Father, where two or three are gathered, you are here with us and we bless you for that. And God, it's my sincere cry that we would hear from you not just from Jason or myself or the worship team or anybody else that's been up on this stage. God, we long to understand what it means to be wholly devoted to you. For our entire life ambition to be swallowed up with our lives to be utterly pleasing in every way. Father, we need your help. Because, God, we sing an old hymn that says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. God, we get distracted. We get caught up with lesser things that are the enemy of the highest. And so, God, in our DNA is this stuff. Father, the very hallmark of your people has ultimately been known and seen in this devotion to a watching world. And, God, our city needs that. Our city of Chicago needs to see a wholly devoted church that is willing to lean on, to persist, to never quit, to love our neighbor, to be known as a praying, Bible-focused, community, selfless gathering. And so, Father, please, by your Spirit, remind us of these themes again. God, we... We crowd you because we believe the best is yet ahead. We're watching you do this in our city. It's breathtaking. We want to celebrate that tonight. God, we want to sing your song like we've already done, but Lord, we want to sing it with hundreds. God, I'm, on, I'm asking a thousand plus people tonight, God, that you would do that, that we would, we would experience better is one day at Metropolitan Missionary Baptist Church. God, that we would, that we would truly look around and go, wow, this is the church coming together in Chicago. So, Father, would you do that for the fame of your name, God? We rise in our hearts to you because you alone are worthy. 
And again, we tell you we love you in Christ's name. Amen. So Acts 2.42 is kind of the framework again, continually devoted to these themes. You know, when you turn back in your Bible or in your phone, whatever, um, verse 14 of chapter 1, there's this glimpse here of unity, of oneness. They were with one mind continually devoting themselves, in this case, to prayer. That unity, that oneness, the hallmark of what started is Pray Chicago. Many of you guys have been at this thing for the last five years with us. Now Chicagoland United, the intent of that was to say, wow, look, this thing is spill, spilling over into the suburbs. And we are Chicagoland and we are committed going in unity toward oneness. But the breathtaking glimpse of this stuff is seen first and foremost in the body of Christ, the early church. Now, we all pray, I get it, but I've been rereading, relooking at some things. A guy by the name of J. Edwin Orr wrote a book called The Flaming Tongue, and it is a study of revival, times when God has truly shown up in a city, in a nation, in the world. And this stuff goes back centuries. In fact, that man, Charles Finney, that I referenced already in devotion or devotions was an integral part of the Great Awakening in this nation. Um, what you discover when you track this stuff, because honestly, I think what we are longing for, men and women, is revival. Amen? That at the end of the day, all the clutter of what we are about, and I don't mean that in a bad way, the stuff of ministry busyness, we ultimately want God to just clear the, the, the and, and we want to experience whom and all that he is. The gateway to that, when you, when you look back over what was the spark that did that, was extraordinary prayer. Now, by that, inconvenienced prayer. So we're seeing a little bit of that every morning for 40 days from 6.30 till 7.30. Up here, a number of us gathered. The same song has been playing out throughout our city. A bunch of guys, and you're going to hear about some of this stuff tonight. There is a weekly prayer gathering in Lawndale called the Morning Watch at 5.30 a.m. at the house. That is extraordinary prayer. And, and the price of that is devotion. God, we are willing to lean hard into that. And it prepares the soil, the land, the city, our streets for God to do that. And what happens is our hearts get knit together. We've experienced that with our colleagues. My goodness, a couple days ago, Michael Allen and I, let us, we were pulling a big old cross on a wheel through the streets of Uptown, stopping and praying, and it was a beautiful thing. There were several churches doing that together. And when God begins to do that habitually, holy habits, guys, is what I want you to hear me. The 40 days were cool, but what about 40 more? What about 400 more? See what I'm saying? What is the price for us to see God stir an entire city, which for many of us has been home for your entire life, for others of us for many, many years? It's our town. It's on us. It's our watch. Now, this stuff was modeled deeply through Jesus, wasn't it? We don't have time to look at these verses, but remember in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, it says Jesus would often slip away to the mountain to to pray. Luke tracks that. Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 7. Jesus would often slip away to pray until finally, remember Luke 11 verse 1, the disciples are trying to make sense out of what is this thing? Jesus, teach us to pray. We don't get this prayer thing. And at the end of the day, neither do we, right? 
Prayer is one of the extraordinary great mystery unknowns. God, we believe that you hear us. But I think some of the real punch in the gut this summer, guys, were the two weekends where bullets flew and people died again. Right in the middle of the 40 days, right? 74, one weekend shootings, 58 another, two weekends apart. The very night we did hands across Chicago, remember this, there was a police shooting down in South Shore. The very night we rallied what we thought were thousands of people, right? So the enemy is real. Unless we prevail, unless there is a devotion that says, God, I am all in on this stuff. Whether Jay, you know, coaches me up or Doc fires on me. No, no, I, God, I, I want to be known as one who is committed to these core values because I believe with all my heart the best is yet ahead, guys. I really do. I think we are only tasting, we are, it's hors d'oeuvres of a feast, I believe that, of the church moving toward oneness, Jesus' prayer in John 17. That's our journey, and the, and the beauty of it is, tonight will be fun, God willing, people will come, but it's the journey to get there that is as fun as the destination, amen? We are knowing each other. Our lives are, are, we come running. A bunch of us went west when there were some shootings there. Why? Because we're family. We're the church. We show up. We stand where people cry. And we worship together. And we walk again and we pray and said, God, your blood was shed so that blood does not need to be shed on these streets. Stay strong in your prayers, men and women. Those 40-day things to your phone, I love those. I miss them already, man. 6 a.m., 6 p.m., right? Doesn't mean we have to stop the prayer guide, the booklet. Just tear that thing up because I believe that ultimately that is the framework. Now, devoted to prayer, devoted, Acts 2 verse 42 says to the apostles teaching, look at Acts chapter 6 verse 4 and you'll see a fuller meaning of what's meant here. Same word again. Devoted to prayer and to the ministry of the word. That word means service. It's a more holistic word than a few have the privilege of preaching, teaching, proclaiming. I see Prof. Fletter here at Moody Bible Institute, and Jay's up here a lot. It, 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 isn't, it isn't simply meant for those who teach, preach. It's the ministry of the word. It's the service around it. It's the selflessness of the way you allow that word in your life, in your devotions, yes, in your time, with your family, spouse, children, small group, discipleship, the way that the Word of God begins to transform your life. It is the framework that your prayers will begin to seed the ground, prepare the soil for the conduit of the Word of God to run through it. It's a beautiful thing to do that, as many of you were out along the all stops on Loyola and Morse. It's an amazing thing. In fact, when you look at Peter, flip back to Acts chapter 2, proclamation of the word was amazing in the early church. Look at this, Peter standing up, verse 14 of chapter 2, and he is just wound up. Let this be known to you, all you that live in Jerusalem. Give heed to my words. Man, he is on it, right? He continues, verse 22, listen to these words. Jesus of Nazareth, he unpacks the gospel. The predetermined foreknowledge plan of God, 23, 
death on a cross raised him up, verse 24. On and on it goes, verse 29. Brethren, I may confidently say this to you. This Jesus, 32, whom God raised up again, we're going to celebrate that in a few moments in communion. We are witnesses, all right? We cannot not talk about it. So think of the ministry of the word tomorrow when you're back at work. School starting again on campus in the dorms. What does the ministry of the word of God look like relationally with your neighbor in your building on your block? That is the hallmark of a devoted person. It is in me and it spills out of me. I am a witness. I am committed to that kind of thing. And wow, as the word of God is proclaimed, man, the Holy Spirit shows up big time. Verse 37, they were pierced to the heart. Only the Spirit of God can do that. Convicted, cut is literally what that word means. That is so what our city needs, y'all. The Spirit of God to penetrate, to prick, to cut hearts in such a way where we understand that often, often we're in the way of God's greater, bigger agenda. And he is up to things and wants to take us deeper. And so let me encourage you with the ministry of the word. It is not only in these spoken kind of things, lip, yes, but life, right? Word, yes, but walk. Allow the ministry of the word to permeate, much like I walk in front of you on the stage, much, much like you're walking through the daily routines of your life. A devoted person, all in with a prayerfulness, all in with the word of God, and then this phrase, fellowship, the word koinonia that you often hear, or the phrase we would use, community. And the hallmark of this is selflessness, isn't it? Because when you let your eyes run down again, Acts chapter 2, toward the end there, verse 44, all those who believe were together. They had all things in common, man, even to the extent of selling, caring for the needs, possessions, giving them away, sharing with everybody that had need. Whoever, day by day, there again with, with one mind, breaking bread together with gladness and sincerity of heart. The, the hallmark of the church that most resembles the Lord Jesus Christ is selflessness. Because Jesus' words, if any man will come after me, will follow. Luke 9, deny yourself, take up your cross, cross out the I in your life, and follow me. And so this criteria, too, in verse 42, the breaking of the bread, and we will do that in a moment here. The, the ultimate um, identity of the church is the cross, right? That's who we are. And we celebrate that again today. That was the very essence of their community, their selflessness. A devoted church understands God first, others second, myself last. And trust me, that's no easy thing with so many young families, small children. You, many of you, most of you listening to my voice today are in a season where what will drive you is what works best for your family, for your children, for your spouse. It's no small thing to do life in this city. We understand that. Schools, I get it. The hallmark of a devoted church, God first, others second myself last. That is truly the rhythm, the pattern, the DNA of this blueprint that we see. 
It will cut you to do that. It will hurt you. We're asking pretty broadly for the body of Christ to, in a sense, inconvenience themselves for the greater good of others. That we would dare to believe that we can move from a growing sense of unity toward oneness. That we will do whatever it takes to put the needs of colleagues, comrades, churches, ministry, even if you drive it, even if you get stuck in I get it. I get it. Most of us do life up here on the north side. It's a bit of a hike to get down south and out west. But what if that distinctiveness so hallmarks us that we do that, in a sense, um, without even having to hesitate or to pause? When the Holy Spirit is truly stirring a community, we will run to each other. We will cry with each other. We will stand with each other. And the blurriness of south side, west side, north side, no, you know what, we're the church the big C, the body of Christ. Now, the last theme, and then I'll turn it over to Jason, is, again, what I'm so challenged with personally is this thing of continually doing this stuff. Verse 42, look at verse 46. Day by day, continuing with one mind. The last theme I want to leave you with is don't quit. Keep on. Persist. Practice these things again. What if we could truly move toward holy habits? I'm going to mention that tonight, these rhythms throughout the year, postures and practices. What if we as the church could look ahead for years to come? Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. But what if we could say 10 years from now, man, I'll be 72 years old, that's kind of scary. 20 years from now, what if collectively the body of Christ together could change the narrative of the city of Chicago? Amen? That doesn't necessarily involve who we re-elect or elect anew as a mayor? The answer is not there. The answer is right here and in many other communities. It's always too soon to quit, guys. Perseverance to the end. Don't be weary in doing what is right, Galatians 6, because in due season you'll reap what? If you don't quit. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, be steadfast, immovable, always abound in the work of the Lord because you know your labor is not in vain. And so these themes, I believe, capture this sense of devotion, persistent prayer, ministry of the word, selfless community, and persevere to the end. Don't quit. It's always too soon to quit. Even when you wonder, God, what's happening, even when bullets fly in the middle of 40 days, God, we will continue in our devotion, in our commitment, in our loyalty, we will stay on our knees. We will get off our knees. This book is going to weave its way into the fabric of our life, and we're going to do it together. We're going to lean into each other in such a way that a watching city can go, something is going on in the chime, man. There, there is no other explanation other than the church. Amen? If it works for your schedule, see it tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll tell some stories. We'll sing some songs better than one day, right, with a collective church together. Let me pray, and then Jay will come up, and we'll take communion together. Father, as we remember bloodshed, body broken, God, in these moments now, I ask that as we pause in a very warm room, Father, that we would have the courage to do a bit of a 
devotional inventory. What about my prayer life? What about the ministry of the word? What about this selfless community? God, am I just kind of weary? Is it too hard? Is it too messy? Is it too disappointing? Why doesn't more change? God, please, hear our cry. We, we need you. We want you. Father, we're helpless to really bring the kind of change that, Father, if we think this is something that we want, your heart breaks and aches in ways that we may never, ever understand. So, God, we're asking that for our church here at RP. We're asking that for the collective church, your body. Father, use these moments as we again remember as a way for us, God, to turn this into hallowed ground. May this be sacred space in these next few moments. When we do business with you, God, may we truly say, I'm willing to be a Joshua, to be a Caleb, to be known as those that are wholly devoted. God, please, please, we ask this for no credit to us, for the fame of your name, and we love you. And it is in that name I pray.